Welcome to the new podcast. This is, I'm excited to share with you today. I hope that you get something from out of it from God. You hear from Him. And uh, I'm excited to share this today. I wanted to first take a sip of my coffee here. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I think I'm going to have to return my coffee, though. Um, it says on the back of the can, if you are not completely satisfied, then you you know, can return it for a full refund. The problem is I am not completely satisfied. I uh, drink it, some of it, and then I want to drink some more. It's One cup is just not enough. <laughs> That's not what it's about, is it? Yeah, that means if it doesn't come out to your specifications but it uses the word satisfied and I want to talk about that or actually the word I want to use today is uh, are you not only satisfied but are you content are you content content is a, a state of satisfaction you know there's a lot of things on this earth um, but none seem to be satisfying. It seems like every time we come out with something new, we long for something else that's new. I mean, finish this statement with me. The grass is always greener. That's right, on the other side of the moon. Oh no, it's fence. The other side of the fence. Grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. We always want what's not in our position it's over there we're not always satisfied with what's on our side with with us there's even a commandment about this and it's do not covet and it says do not covet your neighbor's house his wife his servants his donkey why because it hurts our relationship with them and it makes us even more content makes us lacking even more. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul's writing to Philippi and he's ta- talking to them. He says, leaving those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. Sounds kind of contradictory but you know, to what I'm talking about, but actually he's like, we're forgetting the problems and struggles and the old things behind the things that would keep us behind, and we're reaching forth to what God has for us. But then you go over to chapter 4, and the people of Philippi were trying to help out Paul. They're trying to look for a way to um, send him a gift. They saw that he had needs. They were trying to meet his needs. And in verse 10, he starts, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Then he goes to verse 11. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Man, that's that's rich right there. 
Paul had been a you know part of the elite group of leaders in Israel. He had money, he had food, he had the clothing, he had the status, he had so many things. He knew how to stand before leaders, and he was a leader at one point. And he had all these things. And then he also went to poverty. He went to not really having a home. He went from place to place. He helped out wherever he could, and God took care of his needs. And he's sitting there, and he's like, listen, whatever state I'm in, I'm content with that. I know what it's like to have everything. I know what it's like to have nothing. Man, that that's a challenge for us, isn't it? I mean, as us as Americans, we're not very content. We want the big car. We want the big house. We want the kids. We want everything. And then if it's not big enough, we want the bigger. We want the latest iPhone. We want the latest Android. We want the latest computer. We want the latest and we're not satisfied with what we already have. And Paul's like, listen, it's okay to have not to not have anything. It's okay to not have the latest tablet. I can do all things. I can go anywhere. I think the rain, one thing that Paul really took the took a hold of was from what Jesus said in Matthew 6:33. He said, "But seek." Jesus said this, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, his righteousness, not our righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. The, the previous verse was saying, you know, people worried about the latest clothes, they worried about, you know, their shelter, they worried about having the latest things. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and he'll take care of you. Are we content with what gives us? God gives us? Are we content for what he provides for us? Paul was writing to these people who had been persecuted for their faith. They were being persecuted and he and he himself was writing under house arrest. He was being held captive in his home, kind of like we are today from the coronavirus, where he was locked up and he had a guard there and was shackled to a guard. And he's sitting there and is like, listen, I'm okay. I'm good. Thank you for asking. You know, it's okay to be whatever state you're in, to be content. Wow, that that's tough stuff right there but I think it's challenging that we should learn to live like that learn to live with this this state of satisfaction there's a lot in this world that comes against you being content there's a lot that says no you need more you deserve more you deserve a break today right you deserve this I think of uh, Psalm 23 it's an awesome verse, awesome chapter. And uh, uh, David is writing this this chapter, and he's like, and he says this. He said, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." 
God is my lead, my guide. He's the one who takes care of me. He is the one who provides for me, and I have no wants. Man, David David knew that he was a child of the shepherd, the king. He goes on and says, He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the waters. You know, a beautiful setting. Awesome setting. All the awesome things God provides for us. He puts us in place where we can eat. He gives us the water. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Those are all beautiful things. And then he gets hard. He's like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff that comfort me. Let's take that first part. If God is your shepherd, he's going to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. He's not just with us. I mean, you know, David says he's with us, but if he's your shepherd, he's guiding you through it. He's your light to your path. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. He will guide you even to and through the shadow of death. But we do not have any need to have any fear. We do not need to, to be worried because he is leading. Why? <laughs> He's been to hell and back. Literally. He's been through the toughest times. And he knows his way through. The second part is even pretty big. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod. Rod is protection. That's a great thing to have. The staff, on the other hand, is his discipline, his guidance. You know, discipleship and discipline come from the same root word. Are we willing to be discipled and disciplined by God? That he will guide us and direct us? Are we willing to walk into the presence of our enemies and have supper? Because God is there taking care of us. And he leads us and guides us and we can be content with that. We can be content that God is our shepherd and guiding us. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, Verse 6, it says, But godliness and contentment are great gain. We brought, we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we had food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Paul is telling Timothy this, listen, you know, be careful, be content and be godly. Follow after this contentment, follow after godliness, follow after righteousness. Because if we go after the things of this world and seek after those things of the world, we're going to miss what God has for us. If we don't seek his kingdom and his righteousness, we're going to miss the best thing he has for us. Do you believe God has the best thing for you? This is an old story I heard. This little girl had this necklace. She had saved her pennies and got this little cheap 
fake beads and it was fake pearls and she loved those pearls and she didn't wear them in the, in the bath because she knew it would mess them up but she always had her pearls on. well her dad came by one time and saw her with her pearls and playing with them and asked for her pearls and she's like dad I love my pearls I, I, I want my keep my pearls he said okay he asked again another day, can I have your pearls? And she's like, no, Dad, I love my pearls. I want my pearls. You can have my doll. No, that's all right. Thank you. Well, one day she's sitting there crying. Her dad's like, what is wrong? Said, Dad, you can have my pearls. She handed him his her cheap pearls, fake pearls. And then he reached in his pocket and took out a box and gave her some real pearls, put her on her neck. See, many times we're looking at our righteousness, our kingdom, our things, and we're thinking, this is mine. God says, I have so much more for you. I have my kingdom, and it's way beyond your kingdom. I have my righteousness, it's way beyond your righteousness. If you'll just give me what you've got, come after what I've got, be content with what I have for you, it'll go so much further. Are we willing to go through the hard times with God? Are we willing to follow with Him? Are we willing to be satisfied with what God has for us? There's a man, one time he was a missionary, and he's on this boat. And if just a few weeks before he was on this boat, his family had been on a boat. The rest of his family had to leave before him. And they were on the boat, and that boat sank, and they died. And man, it was devastating, of course, to him. Well, he gets on his boat and is traveling and he finds out that they were going over the same place where his family had died just a few weeks before. In that time of struggle, in that time of pain, in that time of hurt, the man went down and sat down in the boat and pinned it is well with my soul. He was still missionary and going after God. And though everything would seem to overtake him, all the problems, even though he was going through the valley of the shadow of death, he feared no evil because God was with him. And it was well with his soul. God knows today and he knows tomorrow. We can be calm in that. Why do we follow him? Because like I said, he's been there and back and he knows. He knows what we can handle and we can trust him that he is in control. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. I pray you can today say I am content with what God has given me, and I will follow him all the way. I hope you enjoyed the day. If you do, leave a comment, share it with somebody, and I hope you are blessed. Have a great day.